Hi there, this is Ebony, and you are tuned into Fixing Single, the podcast. I am recording this the Monday after Easter, which means the end of Lent. And you don't know this, but I gave up TV uh, for Lent. So that's um, a little over two months with absolutely no TV, no Netflix, no HBO, no Showtime, no Hulu, none of it. And I went cold turkey. Um, And I, I got a lot accomplished. It was great. You know, I was able to, you know, actually get back into uh, reading books and um, doing a little bit of journaling here and there, um, you know, getting more into scripture, which is the whole point of Lent is, you know, whatever um, distraction I'm using air quotes that you may have that might be uh, getting in the way of your relationship uh, with God is, you know, something to take and subtract out of your life uh, for that time period. Uh, and it was cool. You know, there I will say, you know, with uh, coronavirus and just with so much um, happening from a political standpoint, it was a little bit hard uh, to not you know, I, I did feel sometimes a little bit of withdrawal of not being able to uh, tune into the news networks that, you know, play constantly and, you know, be able to hear some of that commentary. Uh, but I just found myself reading more, uh, you know, which I think is important because you have to form your own opinions. You know, if you're if you're just reading like strictly a newspaper article on what's going on, there's not that additional commentary on how you should uh, digest that. So that was that was interesting, and uh, I think I will not, and it certainly is not my hope to go back to the. Um, amount of TV I was watching prior to Lent because it really was it was too much like I was really watching entirely way too much TV uh, but the very first thing that I I turned on um, like midnight was Tiger King and it is as wild as all of my friends have been saying that it was you know that it was gonna be it was crazy I watched the first three episodes um, stayed up late and then uh, finished it that morning and um wild wild but but i am not going down that rabbit hole today Uh, what i want to talk about mainly in this episode is the fact that insecure is back so isa and the gang are back for season four and it was such a treat Uh, to be able to watch the uh, premiere last night. And it certainly did not disappoint. There was a lot going on. um, And and it just made me so excited for um, the rest of the season. And so uh, if you have not watched it, this is going to contain some spoilers. So I would certainly uh, hit the pause button on this. Go and watch the episode and then you can start back listening to this because you're going to be mad because I'm going to talk about some things. So I think the first thing is, you know, I am really glad to see that they are continuing the storyline about Issa's block party. You know, I'm glad that it just wasn't an idea that was just fleeting and, and you know, that they were going to pick something else up. I love the fact that they're continuing it um, because Issa has just been... You know, just since we picked up on Insecure, 
has just always kind of, you know, struggled uh, from a career standpoint, just hasn't always been that great. There's definitely, to me, it just seems that there was just a lot more valleys than there were high points. Um, so it's great to see her still, you know, working this thing out. Um, she looks great. Uh, you know, she is on her self-care Sundays and, and, you know, doing yoga with Molly and all of that jazz. So that's awesome. Um, we also see Molly, uh, has a, a new love interest. Um, you know, I, <laughs> seeing Molly on the screen is just, just, all of them. Let's just, first of all, let's just talk about that because I feel like I can see myself in really all four of the main characters. There's, you know, there's parts of their personality, parts of their storyline that I can definitely resonate with, but it is so painful sometimes watching Molly and her thought processes and, and, and kind of what she goes through because it's very familiar. Uh, you know, she is, doing well from a career standpoint she is super funny down to earth like beautiful all of these great things but she just can't seem to make things work and Twitter is so funny I love watching um being on Twitter and watching a show at the same time because the commentary is just it is one of a kind especially for uh, uh black Twitter it's it's awesome but I see a lot of people give Molly such a hard time, you know, uh, you know, one person commented that, you know, Molly's reality and her expectations never align um, ever. And, and they don't. But, you know, when I think about what her expectations are, I'm like, are they really so wild? You know, is 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 it really wild? So her and this new guy, she really likes him. They're having a really great time at the bowling alley, the bowling alley, and they share like this really like cute kiss, and everything is going really well. And then he kind of hits her. You know, fast forward, they're on their way to the mixer or whatever, and he hits her with the. I am still dating other people. And that is such a hard thing to hear, especially when the person that, you know, you're dealing with is somebody that you really like. And it's just like, I don't want to spend energy getting to know anybody else. I don't want to spend energy dating or, or whatever another person when what I want is right in front of me, like, and we're vibing. So why complicate that by still continuing to see other people? Like I get where she's coming from. Uh, so she, you know, Molly explains this to Issa, like, Hey, I don't think things are going to work out, you know, with Andrew because he's seeing other people. And uh, Issa's response was like very flippant, like, okay, and like, that's not a big deal. Um, because they are not in an exclusive relationship, Molly and Andrew. So that that is quite understandable that the expectation of him not dating somebody else, you know, shouldn't be there. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt or that it is disappointing. I think where Molly just jumps to, um, you know, jumps to the wrong gear is by saying that she's just going to end it. Like, that's stupid. Like, it's not like this man is cheating on you. So I get where Molly is coming from, but I feel like sometimes she just takes things to um, the next level. And I don't think she necessarily listens to her friends as much as she should about, you know, pumping her brakes. But I get it. You know, I, I totally understand where Molly um, is coming from. So, you know, hopefully, you know, she sends a text to Andrew, you know, basically 
basically admitting that she was the one that was tripping and so hopefully you know they can continue to see each other which i believe they will because we've seen some of the extended um previews that show you know some additional scenes with him in there so it doesn't mean he's completely out of the picture so that's great um and so back to Issa. so <laughs> so Issa finds out and oh my gosh my oh my gosh my my heart just dropped when Issa's new like colleague friend I'm, I'm not quite sure how to categorize her but the lady that she is planning the uh mixer in the block party with uh is dating her ex is dating Lawrence uh and it's an awkward situation for everyone involved I can imagine right um it's going to be really interesting to watch the uh relationship play out with uh Condola and Lawrence because they basically at the end of the episode solidified you know what they were doing and uh Lawrence is is, is according to, to Twitter Lawrence is winning again so yeah he was down a little bit in the half and ended up winning game one is what someone uh tweeted so I thought that was funny but yeah so but I'm always gonna you know root for uh, Lawrence and Issa to try to find their way back to each other and make it work because I just I I really want to see that happen however I uh, was pleasantly surprised to see TSA Bay uh, pop up into uh, the picture. Like I thought this was a really uh, interesting match. So TSA Bay is a little bit of a different profile than what we've um, typically seen um, Issa with or have even seen as um, a leading kind of, you know, male love interests on the show which is pretty refreshing but here's what I love about TSA Bay I think I already have anyway just in my in real life I kind of have an affinity for just kind of you know the regular guy and uh I thought it was great to see that on screen but I think what was probably one of the most enduring parts so they finished, you know, it came up, first of all, the, the sex scene was like really, uh, it was hilarious. It was just like, oh my gosh, but it was almost kind of like a train wreck where you couldn't look away, but then eventually it ended up, you know, getting better. Um, obviously why they're, you know, still involved with each other. Uh, but that was a really funny scene. But afterwards he's like getting dressed and getting ready to go. I, okay. Acts of service and gifts are my top two love languages so when tsa bay pulled out the hennessy and the weed that he confiscated uh you know doing his job i thought that is the sweetest thing that is just so sweet like he is a keeper he is a keeper uh you know and they just seem to have a really um cool and uh just whatever type of uh relationship and so I thought that was really, really cute. It's like, whatever your vice is, like, I think you would be, like, really uh, flattered if, you know, you're, you know, your bae, whatever it is. Like, I don't know, if you're just into, like, you know, I don't know, 
gummy worms and Prosecco. I don't know. And they just happen to show up with that. I think that's just incredibly thoughtful. And I think that's uh, underlining, I think, what I thought was so cute about it. Uh, but then TSA Bay also um, comes and represents at the mixer. So he's doing security for her. He is making sure that when folks come in, they're hype. Um, you know, when she gives her little speech, he was the first one to clap it up for her. So TSA Bay is, is winning in a lot of the categories. And so it'll be really interesting to see uh, how long he lasts um, during this season. I, I hope to definitely see more of them. I think they have a really cool chemistry. So we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, Kelly was being her same crazy self, like, you know, just super free spirited and um, obviously down to support, support Issa, you know, super, you know, non-judgmental. So if you want to do it, don't want to do it. It's like she's going to support you regardless and, and have them jokes um, as well. Um, and yeah, so then there is Tiffany. So Tiffany is still very pregnant. Um, but you know, something that her character, um, so Amanda Seals character, uh, Tiffany, something that they said in one of the, um, preview clips, she talked about Tiffany, um, by saying that she's not sure if Tiffany is just a really private person or because she just wants to keep up appearances that she's not really, uh, revealing everything that might be going on with her. And that you know, that hit different because I can certainly relate to that. Um, where sometimes I feel like, am I just being private or am I, you know, not wanting to show that everything is not working out as I would like it to. And, and, and then by revealing that I have to talk about that stuff and talk about how I'm feeling about it. And it just, you know, makes you sad or, you know, just makes you feel like not as in control as you would like to be of a situation. So I to I totally get that, that, you know, um, uh, that dichotomy for sure. Um, privacy versus wanting to just keep up um, appearances so it'll be really interesting to see what it is that Tiffany is hiding from her friends um, and what she's not you know willing to to share because it's it's either going to be um, she's going to feel exposed or either she's going to feel like you know her 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 house of cards is, is kind of coming down so it'll be interesting to see what that is but Overall, like I said, it was an awesome episode. Uh, I absolutely cannot wait. You know, Sundays are going to be dope again, uh, being able to watch those um, episodes of Insecure. So anyway, I'll, you know, as often as I record, because it's not often, right? <laughs> I will, you know, stop in and, and give some commentary on that. But the other thing that I wanted to just talk about real briefly is what's taking over our lives right now, which is, is coronavirus. And, um, if you're like most folks, you are sheltering in place, um, unless you are an essential worker and you're, and you're having to, you know, do a job that you can't do from home. Um, so obviously that's our healthcare professionals and, you know, people that are operating our public transit and, and city workers and, you know, just the, the number of folks that are, are really trying to keep this thing moving, um, kind of while, everything is on pause. Um, it's a really, really, um, just I can't say it enough how unprecedented this time is, um, for everyone, because it is something that is affecting every single person 
in the United States, regardless of background, socioeconomic class, whatever, everyone is affected. Um, I've been working remotely um, since probably the second week of March. Um, and so the first couple of weeks before everything was really shut down, it was great. Like I was able to really put three hours of just commute and, uh, you know, getting ready for work time, just, you know, three hours back into my day, which was awesome. My gym was still open. And so I was able to, you know, go to a later class of that. Uh, so it was all good. I mean, work was kind of crazy. Just my job is, um, you know, just still required a lot during this time. But, you know, other than that, it was great until things started getting canceled. And, you know, there was an event that I had been working on for like seven months and you know the decision was made to uh cancel that event um you know I was you know had season tickets to the Hawks and you know was enjoying going to those games and and obviously those things got canceled um trips that I had coming up were canceled and then it started to be like oh my goodness um <laughs> you know, this is really real. Um, and, and we're going to be living and moving about differently for a long, long time. Even once, you know, some of the shelter in place, um, th uh, rules are relaxed. It's still going to be very, very different for a really, really long time. Not to mention just the, you know, economic hardships that so many people are facing and how do we get our economy back on track? But I say all that to say this, you know, I, I'm really curious to know how folks are holding up, you know, during this, because it can be very isolating for people that, you know, don't have, you know, don't live with a family, like don't have kids or a significant other. Um, it can be very, very isolating. Um, and so I'm just curious to know, you know, how people are holding up for me, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of FaceTiming, like, you know, the, the apps that are out there now with Zoom and um, House Party. There's a lot of ways to uh, connect. Um, I've been getting text messages from like cousins and, you know, just people I haven't heard from in a really, really long time. And so that's been really great to reconnect uh, with friends and family. Um, but yeah, it, it can still feel like the days are running together. The days seem really, really long. Um, and um it, it, it can bring up some, you know, I guess weird uh, emotions or, or what have you. But I think what has also been helpful for me um, is because, you know, it's, it's, it's getting my living space together. I was just so incredibly overscheduled um, that I really just didn't have a whole lot of time um, to dedicate uh, to making sure that home was a place that was peaceful and not cluttered. I mean, I had someone that would come in and clean, you know, once a month just to make sure that it wasn't gross, but it certainly wasn't, it, it's, I didn't realize how big of a, um, source of stress, you know, that not having a place that's tidy and organized can be. And so I've spent a lot of time, uh, you know, getting, organized, uh, purging a lot of stuff that, you know, I didn't need anymore. Didn't even know that I had, uh, I am definitely probably a borderline like knowledge hoarder. So I have a lot of books and magazines and newspapers, um, just because I just like to consume, uh, a lot of, you know, just like to consume a lot of information. And so, uh, I was able to, to get that, um, 
in check and clean walls and, you know, go through clothes and, and get rid of stuff that I was no longer wearing, set up my home office. Um, so I've been able to do that and that's been awesome. And then also I am working on, I'm learning Spanish. So I dusted off the old Rosetta Stone that I've had for years and years. Um, and so I've been picking that up as well. The the area that is a bit of a struggle for me is the, you know, staying active, um, you know, because you can just feel like oh, I, I, you know, Orange Theory works so well for me because I had to get up and go somewhere. I was, you know, paying for the service. Um, I really love my coaches. Um, I really love the fact that I could just show up. I didn't have to think. And I got a really, really good workout in. And now I don't necessarily have that. Um, so the motivation isn't really there. And then it's like, what do I do? Should I do 10 reps? Um, I also don't have the same type of equipment. Like I have a kettlebell and some bands, but I really don't have the, the same um, access to that type of equipment to really even get in, you know, those types of workouts. So it has been a bit of a challenge, but I've picked up running a little bit more. Um, so I, I completed a 10K, my first 10K last year and was running pretty heavy then. Uh, but like I said, Orange Theory really takes care of that. And so now I've just just, you know, resolve to running about two or three times a week. Um, it has been really nice to get outside. The weather's been pretty decent, you know, the past few weeks. And um, it's just a way to kind of clear my head uh, to be able to, you know, get to know the neighborhood a little bit better. So that's been cool. But um, it's definitely something that um, it, it's been taking a lot more um, motivation on my part to get up and, and put the shoes on and get out there. The other thing that I will say, um, and I and, and talking to my friends that you're experiencing uh, the same thing is like the alcohol. So I drink Prosecco probably daily. Like I said, work has been a little bit crazy. And so that's definitely been an outlet and a treat for me. Uh, but I think just being pent up and just, you know, also not having TV to kind of uh, take my mind off of, of off of things uh, probably has led to um, having more nightcaps than I normally would. Uh, and so part of me doesn't feel too bad because a lot of my friends are, uh, and colleagues are the same way. But it's like, uh, at some point, you you know, you don't need a nightcap every night, you know, so that's probably something I probably should monitor a little bit. But anyway, um, I think one of the other silver linings that I am loving right now is the the live DJs. So they're going on Instagram live and doing whole sets. Um, you probably have attended one of D Nice's club quarantines. It is so awesome. Like I love. Like a lot of times I will put D Nice on and just you know go to sleep. You know because he's on super late eastern time because he's obviously out there in california um and so by the time he's doing his late set it is like one o'clock in the morning here so uh but that has been really really fun and i don't know if you know but i think he shot his shot with halle berry and it's like it's you know it it went in like i think it might be something you know there's this hashtag called berry nice um so i'm like 
really I'm here for it so I, I'm really you know gonna be watching that closely to see if they actually once quarantine is up you know they actually get to go out on a date and you know see what happens that would be so cute um there's already been a story about a guy who you know ended up getting a date with some random lady that he saw in club quarantine so I could see more stories coming out of that so that would be really really cute but um I'll leave with this you know I, I'll just say like again we are we are in some really really weird times and so I would just encourage you to use this time to make sure you're good right I mean so for me I need to achieve and I need to check things off of a list so my apartment is as clean as it has ever been as organized as it has ever been like I said I'm learning Spanish I'm running I'm doing all of these things um but whatever that is for you to get some sense of normalcy do you you know what I'm saying so if you feel like it's a great time for you to work on yourself and you want to read some books and you want to you know meditate and and what have you do that if you feel like you know you may be in a different situation where you're not single and you might you know be responsible for other people um you know obviously eat the meat spit out the bones here um but if you know sometimes you just don't want to do anything you're just needing some time to just let your mind be free and 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 absorb how you're feeling that's okay too don't feel like you know i I, (laughs) there was this meme that got the whole internet you know rocking because it was like if you you know don't come out of this quarantine with you know not having started a business or a skill or whatever it was never about time it was about discipline and so a lot of people you know felt a certain kind of way about that and and I can see it from both sides because you know however that speaks to you if you knew that you were um, using I don't have time as an excuse to do something that you really knew you wanted to do and you needed to do then maybe that hits different but don't feel like you know again if you're now all of a sudden not only are you still working your regular job working that from home and you also have kids to take care of and now feed and teach and do homework and all of this other stuff and a spouse that's also in the house and all these other things and that doesn't apply to you then that's okay because getting through day by day and not losing your mind and snapping on your family members if that's the you know if that's success let that be success but you know like I say all the time on fixing single I think you know rather than saying what can I do what tips or tricks or you know I was gonna do an episode about you know thirst trapping uh in quarantine which I think would be kind of cute you know maybe it's still something that I can do but I think this is a really great time for singles to be able to really really invest in yourself if you have the situation where you're not having to go out every day because you're an essential worker you have the flexibility of um, a job that allows you to be remote then you do have some more time on your hands so don't waste it like you know we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation but how often is it going to be that you have this many hours to use to spend on yourself it may not ever come again so you know if there's things that you've been putting off and you've been meaning to do to really better yourself um, and to make yourself the best possible version of you then do that spend that time doing that getting centered with yourself organizing your closet whatever that is that you've been putting off use this time wisely uh to do that and so um 
leave you with that. Uh, just make sure that you're taking care of yourself, washing your hands, practicing social distancing, um, and hopefully we will uh, be over um, with this thing pretty soon. So. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to Fixing Single. Uh, I hope to talk to you all again soon. All right. 